0: You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production.
1: Crystals are record keepers of the earth. They keep records of geological formations and such, and they also keep records. Why wouldn't they keep records of whose homes they've been in or who where they've passed through?
0: That was Meryl Hosking. This is Marnie Salab.
1: Thanks for tuning into my
0: podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, Hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this amazing, super windy fall weather. I've been out cycling every weekend, did a few open water swims, and I've even had the chance to windsurf a few weeks ago. I have to say, as much as I love the pulse and energy of New York City, getting out in nature is just so game-changing and restorative. For me, it starts just by looking at the water or the colors in the trees and then I feel it throughout my entire body, the vibration and frequencies of being connected to nature. So when I connected with today's guest, I was super excited to talk all things energy, vibes, and healing, bringing a little bit of the outside indoors. Meryl Hosking is the founder of Joy Blended Healing and Grid Vibrations. She is a Reiki master and teacher, certified crystal healer, spiritual coach and creatress of crystal grids. During our conversation, Meryl shares the story of her journey into healing, how to add high vibe crystals into your life, where you can discover and buy them. And we also cover the five master healer crystals that help with depression, fear, love, relaxation, and positive energy. We talk crystal grids and sacred geometry, the Tau Geomancy, manifesting an intention, and she shares her process for remote healing. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review. Head over to the Apple app on your phone, iPad, or computer. Click on the five stars and write a review. Tell us what you love about the podcast what you're listening to and what you recommend also if you're on social media share what you're listening to on your instagram stories share what you're listening to on facebook and sign up for our newsletter because we are going weekly super exciting before we get started special thanks to our sponsors mad ritual cbd today's episode is fueled by mad ritual cbd Mad Ritual CBD has changed my recovery game in a really big way. Get ready to recover like a rebel with these awesome, high-quality, CBD-infused products. Their CBD balm is off-the-charts amazing. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. Mad Ritual has 100-plus five-star reviews. The balms have five simple organic ingredients, coconut oil, shea butter, olive oil, plant wax, CBD, and different blends of essential oils. Personally, I prefer the eucalyptus and peppermint. They also offer a terrific CBD-infused total recovery supplement. Not just for athletes, the products are formulated to ease all of the aches and pains that come along with being an active human. So, if you are sore from life, Mad Ritual gets it. Founded by women athletes and active entrepreneurs, they are committed to helping active folks bring more balance to their lives. Mad Ritual is offering Marnie on the Move listeners 15% off. Head over to their website, madritual.com, and use the code Marnie on the Move. Now, on to the episode. I am so excited to have you, Meryl, on the show and to be able to, to interview you today. So thank you so much for, for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Let's just like dive
0: in. You are a crystal healer, a Reiki master and teacher, and you also work with people and businesses to develop crystal grids for their homes, their personal spaces, work, events. Where did your foray into healing begin?
1: Well, it's kind of a long story. I was really, I I loved crystals and collected them in high school and which was many, many, many years ago. And people would give them to me and I just really loved them. And I was kind of, you know, I knew they had energy, but I never really quite connected deeply to them, but I loved them. And I just kept getting crystals. And then through high school and college and, you know, even after. And then when I got married and settled down and I had my family and I had my career, I packed up those crystals and put them in somewhere. (laughs) And basically they were lost to me for about 30 years. I couldn't find these crystals. And kind of in the midst of the family career kind of world I had a little bit of an existential crisis and went to a healer myself that was the first time I had ever gone to a healer or done anything like that and uh um, next thing I knew, I was studying Reiki and my crystals, I found them again. And you know, I, I had looked for them many times in 30 years. Trust me, I cleaned my closets in 30 years, at least once. And I never found my crystals until I started opening up that energy. Yeah. And they came back to me. That was a really, it's a really kind of fun story cause it's, it's, it's how they work. Like it's how they work. Well, I think that they come into people's lives when there's a reason. And uh, so I obviously had, they were in my life for a while, I was open to working with them. And then I kind of shut that part of my existence, not in a bad way, but I just kind of moved my interest onto career and family and more of a kind of traditional face. And they kind of were done with me for a while (laughs) until I opened back up again. And then they were they came home to me. And is that yeah.
0: when you really discovered the healing energy of crystals and started working with them?
1: Yes. Then I started studying. I studied Reiki. I studied crystal healing. I studied geomancy work. So I that's when it that opened me up to studying and learning about all these energies. And to me the focus has always been through through the crystals.
0: Yeah. I mean, they say that when you're open to something, then you see it, right? So I feel like that's true about so many things. So I think, and and everything has a place and a time in your life. You shifted gears. Your kids are older. And the last few years, you've been really focusing on the crystal healing and the Reiki. What are a few crystals if people wanted to get started and bring crystals into their life? Are are there certain crystals that you would recommend people start with and try to connect with or find?
1: Well, I always recommend that the greatest beginning is with the quartz crystals. They're very common. They're, you know, they're found readily everywhere now these days. They're called the five master healers. And those are amethyst, citrine, rose quartz, clear quartz, smoky quartz. Um, And they have amazing properties and they're very powerful crystals in their own right. They're the, what they say, the highest vibrational crystals. And I think that they're really great for people to begin with.
0: And so talk to me a little bit about each one, like take me through some of the properties because I know we came to meet through an energy healer, Glendie Young, who thank you for introducing us, who brought us together. And then recently you and I spoke because I have an amethyst and I wanted to connect with you about this jihad that I have in my home. And you had explained to me some really cool things about this jihad that I didn't even really know so maybe walk me through some of the properties that people might be interested in. Like, why should they have these crystals? Like, which one might work for them?
1: Sure. So amethyst, which was the the geode that you had that we had talked about, that's a very calming stone. It's kind of a, they call it like a tranquilizer or sobriety stone. It's actually named after the Greek word for not drunken. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it's great for... If there are any kind of addictions, and I'm not talking always about substance, abuse or anything. But, you know, sometimes we're addicted to our own thought patterns, our own stories. You know, we all tell ourselves stories about certain things. And sometimes we become addicted to a certain script that we're used to living. And so amethyst is a great stone to work with. It's very purifying. I was talking to you about how it vibrates to the violet flame of Saint-Germain. And that violet flame is a purifying flame. It transmutes negative entities, negative karma, into light. And so it's a powerful healing tool. It can be very protective. Amethyst people use it for protection because it has that purifying quality and that calming quality. It kind of it kind of amps things down a little bit and makes you feel safe, you know, when you're in an environment where there's maybe a lot of High emotions, or when you live in a home of teenagers, or something, <laughs> it kind of brings yeah. it brings the level down a little bit. So uh, it's also great a great tool for meditation, um, bringing calm and focus. It, it's associated with your third eye chakra, bringing because you're able to kind of calm and center with amethyst. It kind of helps you to receive spiritual insights, and then it's also great for sleeping.
0: Right, because you said um, it has a lot of magnesium in the purple.
1: Yeah. It has iron, aluminum, magnesium. It has many different minerals. But yeah, so that purple is kind of, it pulls out toxins. It allows you to get into a place of relaxation.
0: It's interesting because I was telling you, one of my very good friends gave it to me because she was moving to Dubai and she received it from our mutual spiritual healer who we had both worked with for years who was an acupuncturist and then she got into crystal healing and doing grids and I didn't really connect with it, but I didn't not connect with it, but I kept it because it connected me to my friends. So it's interesting though, because now that we've had this conversation, I have a different feeling about it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. And it's also a touchstone, like you were saying, it's, you know, reminds you of your friend and your teacher. I was thinking more about that conversation and, you know, crystals are record keepers of the earth. They keep records of geological formations and such. And they also keep records, why wouldn't they keep records of who, whose homes they've been in or who, where they've passed through. So there's a lineage in that crystal that you have in that geode that, you know, connects you to your teacher. And, you know, like as a touchstone, no pun intended.
0: (laughs) And then I also have another stone. I have a quartz. But So talk to me a little bit about the other four master healers that you think are good for people to have in their homes.
1: Sure. There's citrine, and there's two different types. There's citrine that's heat treated, and that tends to be the darker brown and orange. And then there's a natural citrine, which is more of a pale yellow, or even I feel like it sometimes is like a brownish yellow, mm-hmm. depending on where it's from. Citrine contains the sun energy, and the sun energy, you know, kind of gives clarity, brings light to a situation. You can take an inspiration that you get. like, you know, a divine inspiration. And, and what the citrine does is it just kind of helps you create something out of that. So it doesn't just sit it, it, it actually you're manifesting with citrine. So
0: it's good if you have a vision board.
1: Citrine would be amazing in a vision board. Yes. Yes. I think that that would be brilliant. It's, it's associated with abundance. It, Associated with your solar plexus, which is confidence, and then also your sacrum, which is creativity creation. The other thing, one of the great things about citrine, because it brings that energy of the sun and joy, it's purifying and brings invigoration. It kind of gives you a lot of energy to do things, and it also It helps support depression and cleansing, you know, negative thought patterns that you might have. So a lot of these crystals work on a very emotional, they work on all the bodies, but I don't usually work on the physical body, but they work on the emotional body and the mental body and energetic bodies and the physical body. So this is really good for depression.
0: Okay. That's
1: good to know. Another one is rose quartz and rose quartz is, oh, that's so beautiful. Rose Quartz is a favorite of mine. And it's all of these are so common, but they're very powerful. So even if you see them everywhere, it doesn't mean that they're not um, having a a strong vibration that people need. um, Rose Quartz offers up unconditional love, love for yourself, love in your family, your relationships with other people, your community, even uh, love for the earth. It opens your heart to give and receive love. It's very emotionally, it's a very beautiful, soft energy that kind of makes you feel safe and heal emotional traumas. And it's a great way when, when you feel safe, then you can kind of be calm and, and receive. And it's a way to open you up to receive love in your life. So then there's smoky quartz and smoky quartz is also can be heat treated or natural, but colors range from like a pale, pale kind of just tinted brown to a deep chocolatey brown and smoky quartz is great for pulling off excess energy. So if you're anxious about something, if you're nervous about something, the rose quartz kind of pulls off that extra energy. If you're kind of running around like a bee in the bottle, so to speak it helps calm things down. I have a smoky in front of me because I was nervous. And so it kind of is helping to calm me down a little bit. So I'm not so nervous talking to you. That's Um, the
0: one I have is the smoky quartz.
1: Yeah, it's very grounding. It's also a protective stone as it's said to absorb negative energy, or it absorbs this the nervousness that I have and it grounds it into the earth and transmutes it into light so that's kind of the job of what smoky quartz does and it also is a great stone for manifesting even though a lot of people don't use it for manifesting but I really like it because all these quartz crystals really kind of bring in information from the divine they're all tapped in and so I believe that using smoky quartz in this way is you know Because it's a grounding stone and it's associated with your base chakra, it's actually taking that divine inspiration and making something, something real, something tangible, something material. You can create something or a job or something like that. So it's really great to use, I believe, with citrine, if you're trying to kind of manifest something, a project, a job, and even rose quartz, I would work with that because then you have your rose quartz it would be something that you love and you feel feel really good about doing so you can combine these stones in really effective ways and then the last but certainly not least is clear quartz clear quartz is the highest vibration of the crystal kingdom it has a characteristic that's called piezoelectric characteristic which means that it in the technical sense it transforms literally Mechanical energy, like pressure, when pressure is added to quartz, it transforms it into electromagnetic energy. And then it can go back again from electromagnetic energy into the pressure. It can go two ways. And so it's used in watches, radio transmitters, crystal radios, microphones. It's actually used in technology because of this ability that it has. And metaphysically speaking, if you focus on an an intention on the, the the clear quartz, it actually amplifies and broadcasts that intention by creating a magnetic field. So it sends out this magnetic field based on your intention. And what you're asking for will then be attracted into this magnetic field and then brought back to you.
0: That's so interesting. I never even
1: thought about that. So it's really, it's great to work with. So if you could only have one crystal, clear quartz would be the way to go. It also takes on The characteristic again everything is with intention a strong clear intention, but with that intention, it can take on the characteristic of any other stone. So if I don't have an amethyst and I want to use an amethyst when I'm doing healing, I can actually with intention, ask that quartz to take on those characteristics and use the quartz instead, the clear quartz. So if, if you don't have a stone or if there's any particular thing that you're working on, quartz kind of has it covered. The clear quartz has everything covered.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And it's great to use in grids, crystal grids, because it does the amplifying and broadcasting of energy that it kind of just amps up your, your crystal grid and your intention.
0: Outside of the five master healers, there are also some other really powerful high vibe crystals that are very energetically healing. Like you had mentioned, black tourmaline, hematite, and then you also, you just said you want to talk about calcites. So
1: yeah. So if you were kind of broadening your crystal collection, I mean, calcites are really great. They also come in different colors and naturally occurring colors. And colors kind of associate with different chakras so you can use them based on color but calcites in general they're they're about movement and flow and so they get your energy moving if you're kind of stuck on something so when i work with people i work on chakras and if i sense that you know maybe someone's heart is closed down you know i might use a calcite to kind of get that energy flowing and get it opening up again Black tourmaline is amazing. It's a very powerful grounding stone. It is very protective. It draws out negative energy and transmutes it. I use it often when I'm gritting houses to kind of keep the space clean. And also, selenite is another tool that's really great for purifying a, a room or a home or yourself. And um, selenite. Um, actually purifies other crystals people there are selenite plates that you can get where people put their crystals on it and it cleanses their crystals and I actually have a selenite wand that I use frequently to seal my aura to kind of comb it out and sometimes energetically I feel a little sticky it's part of my kind of energetic hygiene practice of getting you know like maybe some little sticky negative things off of me, nothing in particular, but sometimes I just sense it intuitively and I clear it off with the selenite. I kind of brush my aura with the selenite. And then if there are any holes in your aura, which are points where you're vulnerable, where, you know, negative energy or illness can get in, selenite kind of seals your energetic field in that way. So that's a really, really great tool. I use it a lot for various purposes
0: you mentioned crystal grids which i would love for you to share more about crystal grids but before we move into the crystal grid realm where can listeners buy these crystals how do you know if you're getting a crystal if it's a good source kind of give me a sense of that and i also know that you sell crystals but before you started selling crystals what kind of places would you have suggested that people get them
1: That's a great question because you're right. There are a lot of bait pieces out there on the market for certain things. So you do have to be careful and kind of know what you're looking for. I would buy crystals or I would buy crystals from a reputable store. There are stores that you walk in and you, you know, kind of know they know their stuff. I feel like if you walk in and somebody really can talk to you and have a very deep conversation about crystals, they know their stuff and they know, you, they, they'll know they know whether something is... Well, I one would hope that they would know if something is artificial or not. So I like to get my crystals from places that are knowledgeable, that can answer questions that I have. There's a lot of other places we had talked about previously, you know, the idea that you can buy crystals at Bed Bath & Beyond or, you know, wherever.
0: I was in West Elm and I saw a crystal and I really liked it, but I don't think I would personally ever I would call you. I wouldn't buy a crystal at West Elm, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't guarantee the, the quality of them. A lot of them, you know, sometimes you see slices that are bookends. They're very pretty agates, but they're actually, they're injected with color. So those aren't natural colors. So if that matters to you or not, it's good to have that knowledge. Color is a powerful healing tool in and of itself. So maybe it doesn't matter if it's an artificially injected color, but a lot of those pieces are. I think if something, if you see something and you're really, really drawn to it, no matter where it is, whether it's at West Elm or in a metaphysical store or, Me, if you're drawn to it, you get it. I think that there's a reason why you're drawn to it and there's something that you need from it.
0: Is that how you got into crystal sourcing and building your shop or portfolio of crystals that you sell to your customers and clients?
1: Yes, I started when I first started with crystals. I would shop around and I would go to different stores and buy crystals for myself mostly. And then when I started actually. Then I kind of got the message that I needed to do this on a bigger scale. I started going to shows around the country. There are shows, gem and mineral shows, and, you know, getting to know some of the wholesalers. I I know a lot of places to source crystals just through the years I've learned where you can get certain things or who to ask where you can get certain things because I don't have a traditional storefront although I do have a an inventory of crystals that I sell and then I also source for people I consult and source things so if you come to me with an issue or you come to me with something, I'll do some crystal. If you want to do a crystal healing or not, we just can talk about it. And then I can, if I don't have whatever it is that you need, I'll source it for you.
0: Excellent. And now we kind of touched upon connecting with the energy of your jihad or not connecting. We had this conversation earlier this month where I was talking to you about my particular jihad and that I didn't totally connect with it, but I did not connect with it but that my 12-year-old niece was in my apartment and she said it spoke to her. (laughs) My sister was like, she's not taking it. But (laughs) what's going on here? Like certain people connect with certain stones and, you know, certain people don't. And so what's that all about?
1: Well, first, I want to say that there are different ways that you can, different forms that crystals come in. They come in the form of a geode, which is what you have, which is like a big specimen that's kind of been opened up and you can see and it reveals all those points in it and you know, amethyst points. Then there's druzies, which are like really fine crystals and fine little points, and those are natural, or you have a crystal point, or you have polished stones, or you know, any shapes of pyramids and towers and stuff. So I just I wanted to say that they come in many forms, which all have validity, but then to answer your other question about your particular piece and why some people in your family really connect with them and some people don't. It's, I was thinking about that a little bit. Well, first of all, we talked about that, you know, they have a message for you that, you know, that it might be valid for your niece right? and not valid for your partner or valid for you, you know, that, that, that energy is kind of, you're attracted to that energy. Some people are not attracted to the energy either because they don't, need it, or because if they feel really, you know, because also, it's maybe something that they do need that they're resistant to, you know, I'm not putting any judgments on any situation, but but sometimes that happens, right, Right. you know, it might be something that you're really repelled by. And it's because it's something you're resisting,
0: right? Well, that's a lot like yoga, right? Like, I always think, you know, you have to, you have to think, like, why don't I like this? Like, there must be some you lesson from the universe that you're trying to be shown. Or, you know, you could simply just like not like something. <laughs> I usually think there's just a don't deeper, like something. I always feel like there's a deeper meaning.
1: I do too. But I brought my mom to a gem show once and we were just looking at selenite sticks and she thought they were really pretty. And then she went to touch it and she was so repelled by it. It was like she almost dropped it on the floor, but she was really repelled by it. I think it was just because the energy was maybe too much for her. It was just she was totally not expecting to feel it. She was just totally not expecting anything, I think. And so it just really it repelled her. (laughs) She was repulsed.
0: Talk to me about crystal grids and what they are and how you go about setting them up in people's homes or offices and what the philosophy behind this energetic modality of healing is.
1: So, yeah, I, I have been called to, to create crystal crystal grids. What they are are groupings of crystals that combine the power of intention and aligned stones. So stones speak a la- language amongst each other. They talk to each other. And so you're going to have stones that are aligned and talking to each other, kind of with the with that intention and then you have the energy of what's called sacred geometry so they're on a template let's say or or in a formation of sacred geometry and all of these kind of combine to create a very powerful tool for healing meditation manifestation and i'd love to talk to you more this is totally my jam (laughs) the crystal grids So I work with them, I actually can do remote healings with people and I create them intuitively for people. And I can send healings to people at a distance, which is a whole other thing. I use crystal grids when I do an in-person healing on somebody. So I actually combine Different modalities of energy healing, and I'll place crystals on your body and do a healing that way. I also place crystals in people's homes. Sometimes, when you want to manifest something or you want a meditation piece, I can build that for you or give you the tools, give you the crystals, walk you through how to do it what kind of placement you want to have, where you want to have it in your home, and what stones to use. I also use crystals in my geomancy work. I'm a Tao geomancy consultant, and that's about kind of clearing and transmuting earth energies and home energies. And I use my crystals. It's not a part of the traditional modality that I learned but I actually love to use crystals to energize certain parts of your house which is kind of a feng shui practice right energizing your wealth sector or your love sector but I'll use a grid for you to work with and interact with
0: you know if somebody wants to set up and have you put a crystal grid in their home like what's the process
1: sure well so you can give me a call and what we'll do is we'll you know because of the you know the situation that that the whole planet seems to be on right now that we have social distancing we can either meet in person socially distanced appropriately masked we can do that and i can do like a beautiful show and tell of certain crystals but first we would talk on the phone we'll talk about what it is that you're either trying to manifest or that you're what energy you're trying to bring into your home or what healing, we can do a a healing using the crystal grid. So we'll just talk through what the various needs are that you might have. And then I can talk through what the possibilities are. So we can meet and I can show you certain crystals and we can talk about them and we can create a grid in person together. Mm -hmm. And then you can take home those crystals and build it again in your home, or I can come to your home and build it for you. The possibilities are really endless, how we can work together. It's really up to the the client's preference.
0: Okay, cool. And then can can you, do you want to talk a little bit about the basics of sacred geometry and crystal grid, how they work and how they function? Can maybe share the basics of sacred geometry and crystal grids?
1: So crystal grids combining the power of intention, vibrationally aligned stones that are talking the same language together in alignment with your intention and the energy of the sacred geometry work together to create a powerful tool for healing meditation and manifestation. And so I wanted to start with the importance of a clean intention because, you know, the, the universe doesn't differentiate between good, bad, wanted, unwanted, it's just all energy. And so when you're putting an intention with uh, into a grid or working with your crystals, it's really important if you're trying to bring in love, for instance, don't focus on your lack of love. You know, focus on exactly who you want to bring in, what those qualities, how does it feel in your body when you meet that perfect person? You know, like try to bring that feeling into your body rather than focusing on, I'm so lonely. I wish I had somebody to go out to dinner with. right. Right. There's really, it's important to stay positive when you're, especially when you're trying to manifest something. Then you will pick your stones either based on what you want or intuitively. I work a lot intuitively and kind of read the stones I have, and they obviously have certain qualities that might help serve you. I personally work intuitively, but sometimes I look up and I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> you know, What kind of crystals do I need for love? Oh, okay. That, 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 that. Sometimes I do that too. Like I am not beyond, you know, breaking open my books either. So there's no shame in that and <laughs> yeah. researching what kind of crystals you want. And sometimes it's about color too, or, you know, purpose. So they're all kind of speaking that language together. And then you have the sacred geometry, which is, it's a template sacred geometry are patterns that are repeated naturally throughout the universe, throughout the earth and the natural world. And they're on the earth or in the universe. So for instance, you have a spiral, you have spirals in the snail shells, you have spirals, you know, certain flowers, the seeds kind of in a like spirally kind of pattern, you have spiral galaxies you have. So it's anywhere from the large, you know, expansive universe, from cellular mitosis in all creation cellular mitosis goes through 10 stages and those 10 stages actually replicate sacred geometry is replicated in the process of cellular mitosis so for instance you start with the single cell and it divides and it kind of creates what's called a vesica pisces it looks like a venn diagram and then that that then the cell, another cell is added. And that's the three cells is the tripod of life. And then it keeps going. There's, you know, so you have the seed of life and you have the egg of life and the flower of life and the tree of life. Like there's all of these different replications.
0: That's so interesting, the parallels.
1: And in fact, in cellular mitosis, the egg of life, which is kind of a three-dimensional sacred geometrical form. And it's the eighth stage of cellular mitosis. And that's the last stage before cells, before they become distinguished. So it's before my cell becomes a hair cell or a skin cell, or, you know, it's that eighth stage, everything is one. And then the ninth is when things start to get differentiated. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's very cool.
1: And you can also use circles, which are, you know, unity, protection, completion. You can use a pyramid shape, which is, you know, is protective, cleansing, it's creation. It can be used as a generator. You can use a square, which is stability, strength, healing. And the spirals, as I was saying, how they occur in nature. Mm -hmm. Well, there's, you know, left turning spirals and right turning spirals. And so it depends on if you're sending energy out, you'll use a right-turning spiral. But if you want to bring something in, you'll use a left-turning spiral. So it's all these kind of nuances. There are many, many, many more templates that are used, but those are some basics. This whole
0: concept of energy healing and crystal healing and electromagnetic fields and cellular mitosis, it's like a whole other dimension of healing that is happening that people like a lot of people maybe they don't know about it and you know maybe some of my listeners are completely dialed into this but it's happening whether you're into it or not right so it's like when you connect with it it opens up a whole new world of a whole new universe of just like ways that you can take your healing to a new level and just connect with the energy of the universe and really feel good and happy.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. You're absolutely right. It just opens doors into understanding and how, you know, how do you create well-being for yourself for others how do you change your patterns? it's amazing and i love when it's parallel it's associated with actual science that people can relate to you know that we've learned like cellular mitosis happens like you learn about that in biology but yet like sacred geometry also parallels that so it's i think it's amazing
0: in our time now i mean we are going through these covid times what kind of crystals do you recommend for these like super stressful times in the world?
1: I think that crystals that would help with fear because when things were at their height for COVID, I remember in the height of the quarantine, it was like there was so much fear that we're plugging into and fear of getting sick, fear of getting somebody else sick, fear of what's going on in the, everything. Everything is so, I mean, even now, everything is so heightened. There's a lot of movements. There's there's a lot of fear. And there's a lot that's being brought to the surface that, that needs to be looked at by way of, you know, COVID has kind of helped us with that. Because of all the fear and the stress and emotional stress of the economy and the movements that are happening and the, everything that's happening in our country, it's it's a crazy time. And so any crystals that might help alleviate, I think, that black tourmaline, it's super grounding. It helps take out negative energy, emotions, selenite, getting your aura sealed, just making sure there are no holes that that fear can come into and hook into you. I think that would be really important to use. Rose quartz, I think is amazing. It's also calming. It it kind of is healing those emotional, like when you get really scared and, you know, even though you're not bringing in love necessarily, but I feel like Love belongs everywhere. I I think it's really important. So I actually use rose quartz in almost everything because of that.
0: I, I know you're a healer and this is your modality right now, but it wasn't your first modality, right? You started with Reiki.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, because when I was, my first interest was crystals when I was a teenager and I just didn't have the the know-how I had, I guess I had the intuition, but I didn't really know how to use them. And I didn't even know I had intuition. I just loved them. But in terms of being trained, yes, Reiki was my first training modality that I was trained in. And then I became a certified crystal healer because I still always was drawn to using crystals, even when I was doing Reiki sessions. And So I became trained in crystal healing, and then I became trained in the geomancy work because I was drawn to creating these grids, which I was never taught. They just kind of came out and expanded. But I did want to understand how I could use those grids because, like I was saying, there are all these energies working together to create this kind of powerful tool of intention. Then, you know, the geomancy would be like, how do I place them to help alter earth energies? How do I place them in my home to energize my love sector so I can have healthy relationships in my home? How do I place them? So, so I kind of developed that into my own through these training, through these different modalities, but that's kind of how I, I got on the path of doing them. That's how, and, and I also study with a teacher who's a, pyramidologist. I think that's what they're called. (laughs) And I'm working, you know, I work with different, he actually teaches me the science behind a lot of the, the work that I do and working with different shapes and crystal structures. So it kind of gets deeper and deeper and deeper. I love going down these rabbit holes of learning things. The general public doesn't have to But they have the benefit that I can do that, you know, so when I'm working, I'm working with a clear intention and solid knowledge behind me through these different classes and and certifications that I've gotten.
0: And now, I mean, I feel like even, I mean, you know, even beyond that, I feel like when we spoke on the phone, like you were doing a healing session with me on the phone, like simultaneously Mm -hmm. to me asking you questions about the crystal, like I could feel the energy And I could feel the energy every time I talk to you. But I'm also very sensitive to energy, which is what the work I was doing with the energy healer that I had worked with like almost 20 years ago was my foray into that whole world. But I could feel it, like it's interesting. So you do, so that's like something you you do as a, it's like part of the process or is that something additional? No,
1: it's all part of the process, absolutely. I do either hands-on healing or distance healing and it's not necessarily Reiki traditionally usually Reiki is like the gateway
0: <laughs> and then <laughs> back to my favorite word kind
1: of, right <laughs> and then it turns into your own kind of thing once you tap into you learn how to tap into energy work so I do individual healings but I do the space clearings and the geomancy work and I do the grid work and I actually combine them which is a really amazing thing because when you clear someone's home and you still come into your house having had a really bad day at work let's say you're bringing all of that back into your house so the idea is to like simultaneously work with you on your stress or whatever your mm-hmm. job work with your cleanse your house so when you come home you're kind of matching the vibration of your house you're not altering it you're kind of staying at a high vibrational state and then the grid might either energize that sector of your house or you come home and you remember, oh yeah, I have to calm down now. That's so funny. (laughs) You know, it it serves as like a reminder or even like a little meditation piece, you know, to kind of, oh, all right, yes, I want to get that new job. (laughs) And so I kind of love working together and combining everything together. But even if you were just calling me because you want a grid for manifesting that new opportunity and we're just talking on the phone and you want to know what crystals to get and, but it's still a healing session because I'm still working with you kind of intuitively and tapping into what your needs are. And so it's, it's all. Yeah.
0: So that's awesome. So where can people contact you?
1: So they can give me a call and my number is six four six eight eight three. 9299, or you can go on my website, joyblendedhealing.com, or you can email me at joyblendedhealing at joyblendedhealinggmail.com.
0: This has been super fun, Meryl. Thank you so much. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social. Money on the move one at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, if you have questions for our guests, just reach out.